Hi everyone, it's Nick. Um, before we get into this episode, I forgot to mention something right at the end, which is quite important, and that is that uh, we obviously have a Patreon. We've had it for quite a while now. We know some of the people that are on the Patreon are more Universal fans than they are Disney fans, and a lot of the content has obviously been more Disney-based, but We've been teasing it for a while, and the good news is that we will be launching a separate Universal show. Now, for people who have had a Patreon before, you'll probably recognise the format. It is us watching films based on the attractions at Universal. The first episode is going to be Despicable Me 1, in tribute to um, that Despicable Me ride at Universal Orlando, because we're kind of doing the rides in the order that you get to them in the park, right? So you can probably imagine Shrek will be on the way soon. Um, so we are recording that episode in the next couple of weeks. That will be out in October. So if you've wanted to do the Patreon before, but you were put off that there wasn't any more uh, additional Universal content, then here you go. It's coming up. But before we start the episode, I've got a very good message, a very important message from the gentleman at Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Nicholas, yeah. what, the, what the fuck does this message say? He's the host of a UK podcast called That Universal Podcast, a Universal yeah. Orlando theme park podcast. Yeah. I love, Sam, I love Universal Orlando. I've yeah. been there, had a fucking great time. The thought of a podcast by someone in the UK about that place <laughs> sickens me to the fucking core <laughs> of my being. Yeah, what? I'm going to start doing a fucking podcast every week about Chessington World of Adventures. Right. In an American accent. And it's just on my own. And it's just me. It's like, hi, I'm Sandalini, and this is Chessington Review. For all my listeners in the States, Chessington World of Adventures is kind of like a theme park, like your Disney World, but it's shitter. And it has giraffes there. <laughs> and... That podcast, Sam, will have more listeners than the matey boys within a week. Now, and you won't even be fi- trying, will you? The thing that annoys me most about Nicholas's request, though, is that he wants us to uh, feel free to use it as a way to abuse myself. And he mentions three other people. I'm not going to mention them because no, I think he's like, he's subscribed and he wants to get an abusive message for him, plus his three pals. Well, why don't you tell these fucking three pals of yours that they can subscribe? We're not dishing out yeah. group offers, dickhead. Also, I'm looking at the clock here. It's gone way over the maximum time for this, so fuck off, Nicholas. Fuck off. A universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to another episode of That Universal Podcast. I am Nick and it's that time of the week where for about an hour and a half, I pretend I actually have friends. And speaking of which, I'm joined this week by Ryan. Hi, Bob. I mean, sorry, Nick. <laughs> oh, I really don't have friends. Um, Sinead. 
Hello. And P Dubs himself. Hello. Um, who I had to explain um, to a guest on another podcast recently that um, your name isn't uh, P Dubs from Washington. <laughs> it's it's actually P Dubs from Washington. I then explained why that became a thing. Um, but yes, I, I maybe it's because I speak too fast. I don't know, but there you go. Sorry, Kevin. Um, how are we all doing? Good. Yeah, can't complain. No, I mean, we could complain. We were complaining literally before we started recording this episode, not because <laughs> I bugged up the intro <laughs> once, but just because COVID and lockdown and all that is just is just ridiculous. Um, although it could be worse, we could be about to uh, make a really good or really bad decision in electing our next president. So we don't have to worry about that. Very true. Could really be worse. Um, but before we really crack on with the show, we should really start as we always try to do with what is everybody drinking. So, mm, Ryan, what are you drinking? I have got a uh, Starbucks skinny latte, no added sugar, lactose free, cold drink. Not an espresso martini or oh, no, oh, the oh, other drinks you were drinking over the weekend? What was the other one? Bubblegum gin or something? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to be avoiding alcohol for a while. Um, I was supposed to have a one o'clock till three o'clock slot at the pub and I left at quarter to eight. Yeah, see, I mean, you've obviously experienced this now. And I, if you'd have asked me, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at um, parenting advice, even though I've now had that responsibility for seven years. But what I would have taught you is that drinking is a bit like training for a sport if you don't keep up the training regime when you get back into it and you go full pelt you are going to fall at the first hurdle um i wouldn't say you feel like the first hurdle but definitely the second or third hurdle oh yeah um i I got home eight and and slept for 12 hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I mean also you're getting old there is that and uh, i felt terrible all day yesterday yeah yeah I mean, don't wait. Wait till you get to like, like mine and and P Dub's age. Um, that hangover will probably last for two days. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. It certainly did after that that meet up that we all had. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. I I I restrained myself a little bit on that second meet up, that first meet up. Yeah, that was. I think the first meetup was where I spilt my coffee, my Starbucks in in Primark. Yes, it was on, yeah. on your way home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. After going for a second dinner, <laughs> yeah, I went with Craig to get one dinner, left him at the station to go back to Liverpool, and then had another dinner. That's how drunk I was. That's a sign that you have. Yeah, you, you've had <sighs> a drink. See, yeah. I was I was so drunk I had one bite of my kebab and then had nothing else. Oh yeah, rough. Um, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have got a Jemison and Coke Zero. Oh, classic. Are you um are you a a glass bottle Coke Zero person or are you just you just don't care whatever a sip squirt comes in? I mean, I don't care. I prefer it out of a can because the can tends to get a bit colder and I I mean who has the time to be going to buy a glass bottle of Coke? This is true. Yeah. What a treat I, well, that is though. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean it, it's it's the best way, but I mean I don't know what the, the glass coke situation's like in Ireland. So, you know, it could be plentiful. Over here it's a bit of a 
they're, they're quite hard to find, aren't they? Really, you can only buy them in like packs of four, and they end up being incredibly expensive. Yes, yeah, yeah that's true. Or you get those little diddy ones from the pub where they charge you about the same price as buying four would have cost you anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and P Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh, I have broken uh, the two subscription box for this month. Um, it's just a mint too. It's a classic, though. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, I really couldn't be bothered tonight. I, I'm not even in the mood to drink beer. I had some cold beer, but it's just been a bit grim. It's like, you know, autumn is definitely like leading into winter a bit early. And it was like rainy and windy and just bleh. So I've just got Old Faithful. I've just got some Cherry Pepsi Max and that will see me through this episode, I think. I hope. Um, but let's start off with having a look at what's been going on in the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. And uh, was it was it the day after we last recorded an episode of this? It was it was quite close, I'm sure. Yeah. But that typical thing of recording an episode and then news breaks. Yeah. Because after, I mean, it is the world's worst kept secret. Yeah, it's not like we didn't know. We just <laughs> couldn't oh, hang say. On. Actually, hang on, hang on. Was it revealed that Charles wasn't Harry's father? <laughs> if not, it's the second worst it's kept a, yeah, secret. Yeah, we're still in not the world. allowed to talk about yeah. that. Okay, okay. So this is the second worst kept secret in the world. Um, the Velocicoaster was announced. I mean, yeah. the fact that we knew the name of it. Yeah, for so long, as well. So it, the whole thing was just it was just amazing. Um, I mean, they announced it about a few a few days after the track the the cars were on the track. Yeah, as well. Also, also they announced it um, via the website, then deleted the the part on the website that announced it, and then came up with a video a few days later. Brilliant. Hats off, Universal. That is that is genius. Um. I mean, it was. We obviously haven't seen a a proper video of it. This is, you know, like the the artist rendition. Well, someone's just something. made that on Planet Coaster, haven't they? Well, yeah, that's that's that is kind of what it reminded me of, actually. Which wouldn't yeah. be the first time because someone did that with Hagrid's, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> and it was right. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I mean, it, the video kind of confirmed that it does look pretty epic yeah i think that's fair to say um i mean it's gonna be one of those things i know that i'm gonna look at it and go i really don't want to go on this and i will probably go on it and really like it um but what were your thoughts what were your thoughts of it i think it's great i can't wait um i saw it when it was i guess 
when some some of the initial structures started going up last year when I was out there. Um, obviously, even back then, when like over a year ago, we knew what it was. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I think the I'm really excited, but equally a little bit sad because it's probably going to be the last big ride we see in Orlando for quite a few years. Well, at Universal for quite a few years. So it's it's like I'm really excited to go to go and ride it. Hopefully next year. But at the same time, well, I don't know what's next. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one, isn't it? Because we are looking at it. Oh, it's it looks fantastic, but that will be it. We we won't be getting anything else. So we're gonna have to savor the the time. Yeah, but then I think at the same time, I think we've been quite lucky, really, at Universal. Yeah, they um, they did put in that plan, didn't they, where they were going to do something every year, and and pretty much they have done, except for for this year, really. Yeah, and I, I mean, although it looks ready to go, I don't think it would have been necessarily no. launched this year. Maybe maybe it would have been. Um, we have born this year. Yeah, it's true. True. Yeah, yeah, and that's been going on for a while. Um, but I mean, the fact that it is—it looks so complete um, does make you wonder: were they trying to get it done this year? But they wouldn't you have opened wonder. it. They wouldn't have opened it before Christmas, um, like after the summer, though. They'd have nah. it open for the summer. So if it wasn't going to be done by then, then you know, they are—they're testing it the doesn't... cars at the moment, aren't they? So yes. yes, they're testing it for height restrictions and and things like that. So. They aren't far off it being being done. No. No, that is true. What was you gonna say, Sinead? I was just gonna say it does look really fun enough that it goes out over the over the water. And I have to say, I kind of just love the universal approach to it. Like Disney announced stuff like 15 years before it's gonna be completed. And Universal are just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, surprise. <laughs> I love it. Well, at least you know with Universal that the thing's happening, whereas with Disney, half the stuff they announce gets cancelled before it happens anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, if, if you think back at when, you know, they announced the world of uh, Avatar and when that actually opened and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and when that actually opened and the Tron Coaster and when that's eventually going to open, um, you know, we we are given these... Oh, wait, God, is the galaxy, Jesus. How long ago was that announced? Three years ago? Yeah, it must have been. Maybe? Yes. And and that's still not, you know, that wasn't going to open this year anyway. Ratatouille's so. been longer, hasn't it? Um, wasn't that announced at the previous D twenty three Expo? No, there is no way to announce that then. That'd be four years ago. Surely not. Maybe. No, they wouldn't have announced Ratatouille there. It's a Disneyland Paris, and they don't announce anything to do Disneyland Paris at D twenty three. What are you smoking? No, I'm talking about the new one. Well, the one that's going in. At oh no, I know. But what I mean is, is that that's that's a Disneyland Paris attraction. Oh. They put they would have made a big song and dance about that. Um, but Galaxy's you know, Edge was another one I think that took forever. What's that? Galaxy's Edge. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's because it because it went through about three incarnations. But to yeah. be fair, that they was... went from like five rides to three to one average and one that doesn't work. And they went from the original trilogy to the to the prequel trilogy to, yeah. <laughs> to the new ones. 
bouncy ideas around. Um, but, but I mean, look, in, in the defense of, of that, that's a, that's a land, right? That was a whole thing. Yeah. Well, not an attraction, but the point still stands like Disney announced this stuff and it takes years. Whilst normally, if Universal have, and they have done it before, like announce something in advance, they normally announce it about a year to two years out tops and it's done. You know, I think I think Kong was like about eighteen months. Yeah, the only the only yeah. exception, I suppose, is Nintendo, and I'm talking. I guess I'm talking specifically about Orlando because we know it's pretty much ready over in Japan. They've started work on it in Hollywood, but I know through speaking to some people at Universal Press, like uh, early last year, even even before that. That, you, that Nintendo was coming to Orlando basically as soon as they announced the partnership. That was what, two years ago, maybe even three years ago. Yeah, um, three years ago, yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously Epic Universe has pretty much been shelved at this point. So I just hope that they can proceed with Nintendo at Orlando because, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'd be, I'm, I'm happy to go over to, to Hollywood to see it for the first time or even Japan if things are, you know, safe and okay over there. Um, but I mean, I haven't been to Disneyland before, so it would be a great trip for me to do Hollywood and Hollywood, Universal Hollywood and Disneyland in the same trip. But yeah, it's going to be a real shame for Orlando. Yeah, and I mean, I, I saw some. Uh, it must have been a drone photo or something the other day of um, the Japanese Nintendo Land, and it just looks like a map from a video game. Yeah. It's incredible. They're opening parts of that soon, aren't they? It's like, a, it's like a, a store shop. and a cafe opening this week. Yeah, yeah. A shop and a cafe, yeah. Yeah, but it's still not going to open until next year. Which... Yeah, the land is, is next year, but the shop and cafe is soon. Yeah, but that land is ready. Oh, yeah, They, yeah, they could open it next week if they wanted to. Definitely. And the Mario yeah. Kart ride looks incredible. From yes. What, from what the leaked photos have seen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it needs to come to Orlando. It does need to come to Orlando. If I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what the what the agreement is like if they've got a like a, a set window in which to break ground or something. I'd imagine they probably don't. It's probably not that strict. But if they did, they'd have to think quick, sharp. Where are we going to whack this? It's probably a um, exclusive rights for like twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah. But the agreement was that. That Orlando would be last, but just mainly because first of all, Tokyo had the Olympics. Yep. That it was meant to be opening for, and then of course, LA's got the Olympics. So uh. I think that was the aim was to get them open before the the Olympics started in both both parks, and then Orlando would be the the last one when it hadn't got anything to kind of aim for. It would have been interesting as well because I just thought the obvious tie-in for that is Mario and Sonic at the yeah. Olympics, at the Winter Olympics. But um, they wouldn't be able to do that, would they? No. Be like Mario and his Todd at the Olympics. <laughs> to be fair, Sonic's, Sonic characters have been coasting off of Mario for some time. Yeah, it's very true. But it's still owned by Sega, that's the point. That is true, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they need, to, they need to do something about that quick sharp because it does look incredible but Velocicoaster um, I'm I'm with you Sinead the most exciting thing I thought in that video 
was that kind of was it like a corkscrew? I was trying to work out exactly what it was, but it's like you go upside down over the lake. Yeah, it looks great. Which just sounds insane. Looks insane. Um, but I want to. I want to see it. Like seeing photos of it, like we have, and then seeing this video is great. But I actually want to see what it's like with the walls down. How much of that view is ruined by this ride now? Yeah, the, the, the bit that I thought looked quite cool is it seemed like there's a bit that goes inside where there's a chance where we might encounter some animatronic raptors. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely raptors around the track. Isn't yeah, you definitely that. got some like Toy Story Land esque figures. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it makes them sound very cartoony. They're plastic raptors. Um, the, the Rex coaster. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should have been. But it looks like from the video there might be an inside bit where it gets a bit more interesting. From the raptor from a raptor perspective. Yeah, it'll be interesting as well to see if we do get the the Jurassic World overlay um for the, the river adventure that Hollywood got. I don't mean I don't think they will now. I'm I'm not sure. I'm, I'm yeah, I wonder whether they might wait wait for the new one to open and then take the old one down. Hmm. Maybe. It's just they uh, know purely from a cost perspective, they probably won't do anything to it because it's perfectly fine as is. So why to be fair, it isn't a massive it's not a massive thing anyway. They put a big screen in. Yeah, which we know universal love. Right? Nice and cheap. It's, yeah. a, it's an easy job to do and then change out some of the animatronics. Yeah. It's not, it's 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 a nice and easy refurb. Um, it's a shame though because Jurassic World has got nothing on Jurassic Park. No, no, and to me, the still that really impressive thing, as sad as it is, is walking up to those Jurassic World gates as you go from Hogsmeade to Jurassic yeah. World, Jurassic Park, and you know the logo and and everything. It's just and something then doing so it iconic. On the boat as well. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. It Which is they fantastic. took out in Hollywood. Those gates aren't there anymore as you yeah. go through on the boat. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it would be a real... I completely agree. Like, it's still... You walk around that corner, you hear the Jurassic Park music kick in, and you're just like, yes, John Williams, yes. But they use that in the new films as well, don't they? I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, you the should. first one annoyed me so much. Oh, you should watch the second one. It will make you appreciate Jurassic World even more. <laughs> I've not seen the second one either. I didn't mind no, the I first don't think one. I have. I'm sorry, but you, you can't run from raptors in hills. That is ridiculous. Oh, oh! If you Speaking think from experience, Ryan. <laughs> Absolutely. He said it a lot. I've been out in Brighton a lot. <laughs> I, you know, if that's your if that's your big takeaway from Jurassic World, um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is 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 far worse. I mean, There's I have more problems with like, Chris Pratt taming raptors, but... <laughs> and it is Chris Pratt taming raptors. It's, it isn't anything else. Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt in whatever he does. Yeah. You know what? When you saw... Or certainly when I saw Gone into the Galaxy and I knew Chris Pratt from um, Parks and Rec, it was good because it, it was a bit of a departure in some ways while still kind of keeping the, the humour side obviously very much alive. 
And I thought, yeah, you know what? A star is born. Like, you know, he could be like a really good Hollywood leading man until I realized he is the exact same in everything he's in. Yeah. Like, he has got the range of a six inch ruler. Thank God they never cast him as Ende. Oh, could you? There's imagine? still time. <laughs> there is still time, but hopefully, time is running out. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is, is awful. And yet. And yet, I am that sucker. I am that memberberry person who sees the cast list for what's it called, Dominion or something? Yeah. Uh, and I'm all in. Oh, you know, I, I agree. With, like, I am reasonably excited by the cast announcement from the third one. So at some point, I'm going to have to watch the second. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is so bad. It's bad. We, um, I got. I, I got put off it. by the fact that. Jeff Goldblum, they made this great big thing of Jeff Goldblum, and he's in it for what? All of about a couple oh, of minutes? You you see you see half the performance in the trailer. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. It's incredible. I was really, I think, we got to the end of the film, and I was like, oh wait, oh wait, really? This, this is it? All oh, right, okay. I think we started to try and watch it, actually, a few months ago, and got 20 minutes in, and was just like, no. I won't. I won't name him on here because um, I know that I just massage his ego. Ego, but I do remember someone saying that they sob every time they watch Fallen Kingdom because of something that happens in the first act. And I was like, okay, it's it's really not that sad. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 incredible how they messed it up. I I like Jurassic World, but mainly because. In the same way, the Force Awakens it, it's like a Jurassic Park greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, it's, I ha- but it's I have very to... lazy. Yeah, I I do agree. I I, do, I did think it was an all right movie when I first saw it. Um, it has its moments where you're just like, mm. but then I suppose the whole franchise is a bit like, well, you you kind of got to go all in on believing stuff, haven't you? I enjoyed the animated series more than I did the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. I enjoyed the the new scene from the Animaniacs more than I enjoyed the film. Well, that is because that was excellent. All in on Animaniacs. But, look, whatever we feel, this is a Jurassic World ride. And I think it'll be very interesting. Because Jurassic Park, even though it's, what, 27 years old at this point? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, 27 years old yeah. at this point. So, you know, there is a whole generation, like Star Wars, there's a whole generation that, you know, Jurassic World will be their Jurassic Park. But although the films have been successful, and I mean, Jurassic World is very successful, uh, they've not kind of reached the the same heights that Jurassic Park did when they fir- like when that trilogy first came out. Um, so I think a lot will be riding on this third and last film. In that, if it is a huge hit, then I think they might rethink the whole area. Because the thing is, I don't like that it's Jurassic Park and there's a Jurassic World ride there. Yeah, it doesn't make sense theming wise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they should go all in, um, even though that would, I wouldn't like it just from a theming point of view. I'd rather them go all in rather than hodgepodge, unless they divided the island up in two. And they had a Jurassic Park section and they had a Jurassic World section. I don't know how possible that is. So, mm-hmm. 
we'll see we'll see but it does look exciting and yes it's sad that it's probably the last new attraction we're going to see at a universal park for probably about five years but if it is as good as it looks it will tide us over i mean look it could have been worse the last new attraction they could have put in could have been uh the tonight show jimmy fallon could have been furious. All that, right? So you know, let's let's thank our stars. Um, right, it's been open a few weeks now, and I think we talked about it in the last episode, but you know, I have slept since then. Um, but we've got two houses open that should have been houses from Halloween Horror Nights. There is video going around of these. Has anyone actually watched any video from them? I couldn't yes. bring myself to do it. No, I've not watched it. <laughs> I have. I'll oh, bless you, P-dubs. Um, what What were your thoughts, Ryan? So I only I've only seen that the the, um, the Tooth Fairy one. Oh, that's a shame. That's the only one I've watched as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's because I haven't seen a Bride of Frankenstein one. I don't think no, it's harder to film or something. I didn't come across one. I was just browsing. I was just browsing yeah. YouTube. I didn't, didn't come across it, but I thought it looked quite good. I think. The plexiglass, at least from the video, seems to ruin it. Um, but overall, I think had I been in the house, even with the plexiglass, I would have really enjoyed it. I think it looks like a really good original house. But, but from the video, it's you can kind of really obviously see where they're, they're going to come in. It, it was a very weird house, I thought, in that it seemed to tell this very elaborate story. Mm. to the point where like in the ceiling or, or hanging from the ceiling were signs telling you this tale and there was also a narrator wasn't there that was kind yeah. of talking you through this story as well um, which I thought was a lot for a house because it draws your attention away and I mean okay that's that's good for like jump scares if people are jumping out at you but when everybody's behind glass or behind there were a few I did notice there was a few characters that weren't behind glass, but yeah, they were still kind of hidden. Yeah, like a couple of instances. Yeah, um, which I thought was quite interesting. But um, yeah, I you know it, I know what you mean. I think when you're watching a video and there's like plexiglass, you do get like reflections and stuff like that, which you might not necessarily have got being in there. You know in real life but it did seem to take away a little bit as well like i think it would have been a very weird event had they put it on and every house had that going on yeah it it would yeah it would have been i think you know if i'd been there and been able to go around the house i mean i would have yeah i, I get scared pretty easy like halloween horror night so i've got no doubt that i would at some point be um shouting um and trying to escape from the house but and saying no thank you of course so no thank the, you yeah yeah that's the best phrase <laughs> but You're an idiot. yeah i think it, it, it does look odd on video that's the thing but i think overall it, it looked like a really cool original house um and i it's, it's just such a shame that the that obviously this year is what this year is and and we missed so, so much of the of the great work that the team had already put into the event. And, you know, there's since been even more layoffs at, at the resort. Um, I think announced last week. 
Well, let's go on to that in a second. But yeah, so I think the houses look good. Yeah, I mean, you can you can clearly see that they were planning for this event to go ahead. Like mm. they didn't just throw this house together at the last minute. You can see from the detail that it is everything you expect to see in a Halloween Horror Night maze, but with that added plexiglass, you know, around most of it to stop you getting too close to the the character actors. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a shame, and, and I mean, the, the feedback from people that have been there has has been that you know they've been entertaining the stuff, and people have been going through multiple times. But it's also been I've noticed quite up and down. Like some days, people have really struggled to get a slot to mm. go to the houses, and other days they're almost dragging people in. So, I thought that was interesting because that to me suggests that uh, like an all year round house wouldn't work. Well, I mean, Walking Dead only lasted a few years, didn't it, Hollywood? Mm. It literally was the Walking Dead from the moment it opened. Yeah. I think with The Walking Dead, though, because it had been such a staple at Halloween Horror Nights, that how much more could you do to it that you hadn't yeah. already seen? Especially they couldn't use the characters from the show. Yeah. So it was a bit redundant, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there was always the talk of uh, Stranger Things and still is rumours of Stranger Things becoming a permanent um, all-year-round house. But that, to me, suggests that there isn't the appetite for it, which I think is quite surprising. I think I think there's a very loud vocal fan base of Halloween Horror Nights, um, which is why you think it's more popular than it is. And I think I mean, that sustains during those... Because it is a one-off mm. for a couple of hours at a time. It well, kind it's, of it's sustains a seasonal that event, going. isn't it? Yeah. It's a seasonal event. And I think... Because of that, it is it's become this thing because between September and the you know beginning of November, you can go and see this stuff on you know certain days um for that period. And people will go repeatedly and you know, people make friends and, and all that kind of stuff. But I I obviously think that it's it's more niche than we give it credit for. Yeah. I think the other thing is it's new and it's the one thing that they've got. Time, like I keep mentioning this kind of on pretty much any podcast where a Halloween event comes up, it's the huge thing they've got over Disney in that it changes every year. And I think a lot of the people that are vocal on, on social, you know, myself included, that's what people get really excited about with this event. Yeah, it's, what's coming? What what's are we coming next? Say? What IP yeah. is this year? People are already thinking about next year. Yeah. Or even in a normal year. We were thinking about it as soon as we got back last year. We were thinking about, oh, I wonder what we'll see next year. Well, I, I think we all thought we'd seen Stranger Things again. Yeah. <laughs> After that debacle, but there you go. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. What what we did hear, though, um, and I'm not sure what evidence there actually, I don't think there's any photos of it, but um, apparently the Billy Eilish house was being torn apart. Yeah, something's clearly gone on there behind the scenes, isn't it? She wasn't mm. happy. She, um, from what I could work out, she they were going to open that house, and she was having none of it. Rightfully so, I think. Yeah, yeah. She didn't think it was safe. 
No. So she said, no, I don't no. want it opening. But why tear it apart? We've not seen the other houses being torn apart. Oh, well, I imagine they'll probably have to replace that. Mm. Yeah, so what I mean is, I wonder if there's more to it than just that. You know, did she did she see it and she wasn't happy with it as well? Oh, I think she's probably just gone, no, it's not happening now, we're done, and walked away. Mm. Mm, time will tell, I suppose. I don't know. I think she'd be silly to do that because I think as an artist next Halloween, presuming this goes ahead as normal, she she stands to sell an insane amount of merchandise with her name on it. Well, I got an email last week from um, Humph who asked if I want... I don't, I don't know why, because I've never bought any music of hers through Humph. But um, asked if I wanted to pre-order some of the Billy Eilish uh, dolls and action figures that are coming out. <laughs> so, oh, strange. Yeah. yeah, they were. You should see them or don't. Uh, it's up to you. They were they were quite odd. Uh, but yeah, no. What I mean is, if they're leaving the other houses as is for next year's event, because they can, unless the only the only other thing I can think of is if. The if the stage where that house was being hosted is going to be used for something else in the meantime, that would make sense that they're taking it apart. Yeah. But otherwise, it seems odd why they're doing that and they're not doing it to any of the others. So, but yeah, something to keep a, an eye out for. But Ryan, you did mention the fact that, um, and after we had such a, an epic kind of rant on the last Disney Parks and Beyond, um, yeah. but there have been some more uh, job losses at Universal. Yeah, so um, they haven't said how many as far as I understand it, but um, it's across the property. Uh, they don't include hourly workers, apparently. Um, so they include managers at attractions um, with only two managers now overseeing each attraction down from three. Um, that's kind of as much as I found out on the, on the, on the topic. So I don't think they've revealed <clears throat> an awful lot of detail. Certainly you don't tend to find the universal team members as, as vocal as the Disney cast members on the likes of Twitter, which is why perhaps some of these details are a little bit quieter, but that's still, it's, you know, it's just showing how, how badly these resorts, even though they, on, on for, for photos, you know, this weekend, especially is it Labor Day, is it Labor Day weekend? Um, Columbus Day, I think. Columbus, Columbus Day, Day that's, yeah. that's fun. Um, the park seemed pretty busy, but obviously overall, they're not doing well at all. I think I saw somewhere online that it was nearly 5,500 employees will remain on furlough indefinitely. Mm. So that's obviously quite the number of quite the number of team members. Yes, but at least furloughed isn't sacked. So That's at true. least any kind of benefits that they would be entitled to, they would still be that. You know that was the the big thing with Disney, right? That's the thing that we kind of got so upset about is the fact that by just making them redundant, they've lost everything. At least with their furlough, and I'm not sure yeah. how the furlough scheme is working out in the states. I know how it was, but I'm not sure how it was now. I know there was that's been a big political storm with the upcoming election that threats are made that things weren't going to get paid, etc. But um, yeah. If they're still furloughed, it would mean they're entitled to benefits and stuff like that that they wouldn't be if they were um, out of, out of work completely. So, 
Yeah. But there's, yeah, I was going to say, Ron, I've, I've not seen like a big press release or anything like that to, uh, to suggest uh, anything like that's going on. Yeah. Obviously, it's, um, it's still, it's, you know, it's, we all love these parks and we all love the people working there. I think they pretty much do, all do a fantastic job. And it's, it's never good to see this stuff continue to happen. So we just, all we can do is hope that things can return to normal as, as quickly and as safely as possible. And, and hopefully the universal can, can start hiring these people back. Has anyone seen any um, kind of like statement from universal in regards to Hollywood? No, they've, they've really not talked about it at all. It's weird, isn't it? Like the, the different tactics. And I think, I think that possibly comes down to the fact that they would rather get the studio working. Mm. up and running properly before they they even consider allowing people back into the park well, are the studios completely closed then? they have been Wow. they haven't been being used at all There's, um, ours got clearance before the US studios did I, I know some of them are certainly in Atlanta they're up and running again um, LA's been a little bit behind on that Part, partly for the same reasons the theme parks aren't open, that the the governor didn't really want them to be open. Mm. Yeah, he is... Uh, like, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he is perhaps being, at this point, maybe, maybe a little bit too overly cautious, given that there is now some data to suggest that opening parks in reduced capacity is perfectly fine. Yeah. <sighs> We shall see. As I say, some of some of them are up and running again. I know Marvel have been filming out of LA for a little while on One Division. But... Yeah, but then, but then equally, you know, there was that trouble with the the Batman production a few weeks yeah. ago where uh, Rob Patterson got COVID or supposedly. Uh, whole... And to to make it even better today, guess where they're filming? Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I saw those photos. Yeah. <laughs> I saw those phases. I thought, so what happens? Like, if, if that does, because if I understand correctly, this tier thing that we saw about before we started tonight, it's being voted in Parliament tomorrow. Yeah. So actually, they've announced all this stuff, but actually, none of it's in action yet. But if that does happen, surely they'd have to shut down production. Yeah. No, because it's work, isn't it? True. Mm. Yeah. You can still go to work. You just can't work? See no, of course, it's work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't want you thinking I'm a Tory or something sorry um, that's very some... nice work yeah oh yeah absolutely you can get it yeah <laughs> what do we reckon by the way because I, I did see those photos today and obviously we've seen the trailer for the film is it a wig or has Patterson just decided to like become emo I think it's his foppish hair isn't was it always a... was he not a bit always emo though yeah, let's not let's but... not pretend that Twilight is emo. Thank you very much. It's just <laughs> oh come on, your emo was bloody My Chemical Romance. You don't know what proper emo is. And actually, to be fair, um, the author of the Twilight series based Edward Cullen on Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. And go. and asked him to play the role, and he said he turned it down. And of course, let's not forget Fifty Shades of Grey was um, Twilight uh, sex fiction. Yes. Fan fiction. Yep. So everything comes full circle. Or it doesn't, actually. It's more like a curve. Uh, that wasn't a circle at all. What am I saying? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think you realise what you just said there. 
Yeah, no, I kind of did, but <laughs> I knew immediately. I knew I'd back myself into a corner I wasn't going to get out of. So just plead stupidity and carry on. Um, Ace Craig's not here. Yeah, exactly. He'd have loved yeah. that. He would have. He would have. Um, thank, thank the Lord for small mercies. I, yeah, I'm surprised. On the one hand, that we've seen such a different kind of attitude between Universal and Disney. Normally, you would have thought there'd have been quite, pun not intended, Universal about their approach to this. You'd have thought that because they've got the same common goal, that they would kind of, you know, right, what can we do? What should we say here? Yeah, I, I also very, think very it, quiet. it comes down a bit as well. Anaheim has got, or Orange County has got a much more prominent mayor who has also had a lot to say about it um whereas hollywood not so much hollywood's a bit more um presentational as a mayor than than he is actually governmental mm. so that has probably got some something behind it as well that hollywood's a little bit quieter also at this point it, does, it really does seem like the California um, governor just has a personal vendetta against Disney rather than theme parks in general yeah. Yeah, well, we've seen it so many times haven't we with yeah. what's been stopped from being built and and everything they don't like Disney well Disney don't make it easy to, uh, for people to like them to be fair no and I'd say Universal are quite happy to just kind of sit back and let Disney do all the fighting because if theme parks get to open happy days they'll get to open but yeah I mean they'll still be making money off the studio lots when they re- when they're back up yeah and I think I think that's a valid point I think that's a valid point that maybe is it better to just try and weather the storm because you've got more riding on it because at, at the end of the day they're not filming anything at Disney no. they are filming a lot or can film a lot at Universal um I was surprised because I think the voice is starting soon, isn't it? I yeah. don't know. It's that time of yeah. year when it normally starts, doesn't it? And that's filmed on the NBC lot. It certainly is. Mm. Okay. Uh, any other part news? Um, I saw that Tooth- Toothsome Chocolate Emporium um, is increasing its hours, which is a positive sign, I think. Um, so originally they were opening seven days a week, but 4 p.m. till 10 p.m. And now on Saturdays and Sundays, they're opening at 11 a.m., which Ooh. is a bit more like we used to see in a pre-COVID world. Yeah, well, that's almost that's almost regular opening hours, isn't it? It's getting it's close to. Mm. Hmm. But nowhere else has followed suit yet. Not that I've seen, but um, it's a good indication. They do. I've never eaten in there for a meal, but I've, I've every trip I get a milkshake from there. Uh, I think I'm sure we toyed with going this year, but when Craig had been in the summer, like he'd tried a few times to get a table and just had no luck whatsoever. So, oh really? You didn't, yeah. Although this time of year, you like I've been in there for a milkshake and there's been loads of tables. Yeah, although you got to remember as well, Craig was with what about seventy five scousers. So, I well, think that's yeah, he went with. I think that was the problem. They wouldn't let him book a table, would they? I oh, probably could understand yeah, him, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
And now Liverpool's going to be famous worldwide as the only place in the UK that's shut because of COVID. There's no way they're getting in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. This, um, I mean, talking about twosome, we are going to uh, go on to our regular segment in a bit. But before we do that, let's just have a quick look at news outside the parks. Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans, and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. Now, Sinead, you have just started to watch horror films. I have, yes. Very brave of you. I've decided, yeah. I'm I, as much as I love Halloween and creepy things and all that kind of stuff. I will, I will hold my hands up and say I am a colossal wuss. So I'm trying to change that. Are, are you feeling you're already getting braver, braver, and or, or are you still from a bit... the films I've seen you watching? You definitely are getting braver. No, no. I mean, I haven't. Them. I haven't been. <laughs> I haven't been completely spooked by any of them, and I decided on. Sunday I was going to battle the exorcist which was actually completely fine so yeah I think I I think it was definitely more a mental thing with me than anything but so far from what I've watched um, I'm doing fine exorcist is such a weird one because I remember seeing it when it first got allowed to be released again in the early 2000s and it was like oh my god am I actually going to sit and watch this film and I just didn't see what all the hype was about it's a well-made film and everything but you know people talk about it being this haunting film and i suppose if you believe what you're seeing then possibly but i just found it too hard to believe for me it was the reason why it got banned was the content of the script not for what was actually on the screen yeah some of the the lines from a child actor i think was what pushed it to the limit <laughs> Yeah, and also there was yeah. a big thing about blasphemy, wasn't there? Yeah. In the 70s. So there was that as well, because, I mean, it got even the life of Brian got banned for a few years. So, um, but there is there is a reason why I brought up uh, your horror film um, viewing at the moment, because Universal are releasing a new horror film, and I didn't know if you'd seen anything about it. I haven't, no. It's called Freaky. Okay. And um, I watched this trailer a few weeks ago, so I'm going to try and remember what happens. But basically, um, it's about a girl at school, and she talks about how, uh, you know, she was in a horror film, or if a horror film was real life, she'd be like the first victim because she kind of like ticks all the boxes. And what happens is she does get killed in the trailer, but she then wakes up in the killer's body and their body swapped. And the killer is Vince Vaughn. Oh, no. So it's like a body swap slasher. And, you know, when you watch trailers sometimes and you can't work out where whether this is, like, the worst film you've ever seen or completely <laughs> genius. And I, really... I just read the tagline for it. <laughs> what's, the, what's the tagline the for tagline it? The tagline is, a body swap that cuts deep. <laughs> it, like... It, it looks like it's going to be entertaining. It does look like there, there's like it's obviously got, got its tongue very much in cheek. Um, 
and Vince Vaughn is is normally quite good value anyway. But Vince Vaughn is a teenage girl. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, it's coming out. It's actually being released at the cinema in the States on the 13th of November, but it is going to be on video on demand in on the 4th of December. So it's only going to be out for about three weeks before you can actually watch it at home. And I'm guessing that's probably going to be the future for a while. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, it's it's the trailers out. It's it's well worth a watch. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I am gonna actually go and watch it when it comes out. Um, and also, and I know this is an, um, another Universal film which everyone has been crying out for. But on the 25th of November, no competition now from Seoul because that's going straight to Disney Plus. Um, is the Crudes a new age? Were we all waiting for a sequel to the Crudes? I haven't seen the first one, or I presume it, it would be the first one. Um, it's is it the football one. No, no. Um, so What's that. Um, early man, I think you're talking about the claymation thing, aren't you? Yeah, I thought it was the yeah. same one. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's called early man, I think, but that's um, that's a Wallace and Gromit. Um, yeah. oh, what are they called? Ardman, Ardman, yeah, Ardman, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Ardman film. No, so the Crudes was a DreamWorks film. I thought it was older than it was. It the original came out in 2013. Story by uh, John Cleese, apparently. What? Apparently so. <laughs> It'll do anything for a paycheck, that man. A story by John Cleese? Yeah. He's written saying. a script. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you, you sure about this? Well, I mean, as sure as I can be by reading it on Wikipedia. Oh, well, fair enough. I can't see him. Are you, sh- are you looking at the right thing? Pretty sure. IMDb, it has... Kevin Hageman, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hageman, Dan Hageman, Paul Fisher, and Bob Logan. Yeah. John Cleese, yeah, John Cleese on, on IMDb did the story. Based on characters by Kirk Dimicchio, Dim- Chris Sanders, and John Cleese. Yeah. Okay, so he's he, he's not written it, it's based on characters. I want to know what his involvement was in the first one, because uh, Chris, Sa- uh, Chris Sanders is who, Ryan? I've no idea who is. Oh, Stitch. Really? Yeah, Stitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the man John Has- John Lasseter hates more than anyone else, or was I just called him John Hasseter? Um, yeah, he hates <laughs> appropriate, Sanders. I suppose. Yeah. Which means he's probably a stand-up guy. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, can't be John Lasseter. Um, I remember seeing the cruise when it first came out, and I remember it being quite funny. For what it was, um, it's Nick Cage. It's always going to be funny. Yeah, um, yeah, good cast and that. But you know, like sometimes you think you've waited too long to do a sequel. Seven years just feels like a long time. I said um, I can't even remember the first a one. Movie. That's what I was going to say. It's a movie. Like I'm fairly sure I went to go see the Crudes in the cinema, but I have zero recollection of it at all. Yeah. 
So, like, why would you wait seven years for a movie that I guess did okay? Because <laughs> Universal spent all that money on DreamWorks. Yeah. I mean, let's there not forget about Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, but you know That's what? Weird. The weird thing was, is they announced that they were going to be doing a sequel to it um, pretty much after the first one came out. I'm sure I read, like, it was either, like, just after it came out or, you know, later that year that they were working on a sequel. So what has taken so long? I mean, it's a film about cavemen. Can't say that. Can't be that hard to write, surely. I mean, how, how many Ice Age films did Fox, like, knock out? It's Nicolas Cage. It's, he's really difficult to, um, to nail down in the Yeah, I suppose so. It's shooting a lot of you, terrible films. It's what happens when you live in Bath, isn't it? I suppose. Never should have moved to the UK. He's doing um, that theme park film soon. What one? Oh, what's it? Called? Willy's Wonderland, I think it's called. What? Yeah, seriously. What a name. you're just making shit off. So, honestly, it's called Willy's Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> Isn't he doing a film that's about him that he's playing himself? Yeah, as well. Like a being John Malkovich type affair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be all in on that. I it was originally that. titled Wally's Wonderland, but they thought, no, that's not cage enough. <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. Uh, as long as he does his little dance from Gone in 60 Seconds, I'm hang- fine. <laughs> Whoa, hang on a second. How did I miss this news? <laughs> in May 2020, it was announced that Cage will be playing the role of Joe Exotic in a scripted yeah. eight episode yeah. Tiger King series. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. I'm all in. All in. Give it all to me. Um... Yeah, well, anyway, there's a new crew coming out. It's, it's still it's still scheduled for a um, a, like a 25th of November, which is it's Thanksgiving, isn't it? That's, I think that is Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting because, you know, they announced some more cinema closures today. So View are now saying they're only going to open on weekends as well. Well, so, they get bought back up by Warner Brothers. That was a funny one, wasn't it? What, what did it used to be called? Like, wasn't it called like Warner Village Cinemas yeah. or something? I mean, that never made sense. No. Very strange. Um, yeah, so so we'll see if that actually does come out, considering all the other uh, films that uh, haven't. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I was just looking at the, at the Universal like upcoming films. Um, I tell you what, I cannot wait till the eighth of January. There is a film coming out on Christmas Day called News of the World, not about a paper. Um, but on the 8th of January is Untitled Bloomhouse film. So we're what, four months away and it's still untitled? Yep. yep. Nothing says positivity like an untitled film coming out. <laughs> um, There's going to be another Purge film. Uh, there is another Purge film in the summer. Um, there's also a sequel to Boss Baby coming out. Oh dear. Uh, there is a sequel to Spirit, uh, which, uh, for those that don't remember, Spirit was a. I've never seen it, but it was a film about a. It was an animated film about horse. Uh, oh, I, to, I watched that on a plane to Orlando once. Why would you do that? Well, I was I was a kid, to be fair. Okay. Um, of course, the the film was called Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Yes. 
why do they think they need to give awkward film titles to kids' films? Also, why do they think that film needs a sequel? Because it absolutely doesn't. Uh, well, you see, the one thing I did know when I saw the title of this is that Spirit Riding Free is the name of, I think it's a Netflix animated series. So it's basically a spin-off of the spin-off. Right. Um, what else have we got? No Time to Die, international distribution only. Now, I bring that up, Ryan, because you were talking about No Time to Die on, what was it, last week's theme park trader? Possibly. You were definitely talking about it on a podcast I was listening to, and you were wondering if it was Universal Film. It's Universal, uh, being distributed by Universal, but it's still owned by MGM. Yes, that's it. We couldn't, because it wasn't James Bond Sony at one point. Yeah, they owned the rights to distribute it yeah, it's up MGM. until this film. Yeah, right. MGM have, have had the, the rights since, um, Sony had the rights when MGM first got into financial trouble, but the rights have still always remained with MGM, but now Universal have got involved. Yeah. Um, F9 on the 28th of May, uh, Minions uh, on the 2nd of July, and then the, pur- the Forever Purge. Of course, that's what it's called. Yeah. What was the last one called? First Purge. The first purge, that's right. I actually like that. I remember going to cinema to see that. I quite like that. It was got, very on the on the uh, on the nose, wasn't it? Blizzard. Yeah. I've got um I've got a soft spot for the purge films. Some yeah, of them I quite like them. Some of them are awful. Like the second one in particular, I remember being pretty bad, but the others are pretty good. TV series was all right. Yeah, I never watched that. I still haven't so seen watched. it. I finished the second season not long ago. Completely um, different feeling in the second season though, weirdly. Yeah. Um, Peter, do you want to guess what's coming out on the 13th of August 2021? God knows. Back uh, to nope. the future reboot. Nope. Nope. Uh, it is, of course, your favourite. It's uh, Untitled Bloomhouse film. <laughs> two in a year. <laughs> Happy days. Um, Adam's Family 2 in October. Halloween Kills uh, October 15th. And Sing 2. Uh, in December, and apparently Candyman at some point, but they haven't uh, haven't announced a new release date for that. So, there are some more other films, but you know I don't know anything about those, so let's let's just skip over those. Um, but I just I hope we see them. I hope they don't get they go they get pushed back anymore. Some of those films I do want to see. Tell at this point, isn't it? It's is very hard to tell. It is very hard to tell, but I, I hope I hope we do see them. Hang on, is Willy's Wonderland coming out by Universal? You kind of have to mm. imagine that they can't just keep like sitting on movies consistently. Well, they have to start making even some mo- even some money back, even just by whacking the book onto video on demand or whatever. Well, I was I was having this conversation with um someone the other day on the announcement that Soul was going out on Disney Plus. And he said, like, about it devaluing these films. But the, the problem is, is that cinema works in such a way that there is only so many windows available. Yeah. Because no one, Disney are not going to put a big film out at the, on the same weekend Universal are or Sony are. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are kind of certain rules. You know, handshakes really more than you know actual law, but there are rules into what you do and you can, you can and can't do. And nearly every big film this year pushed their film back a year. 
so they had those windows available for next year and all the films that were due out next year well they had delays in filming so they wouldn't be ready for next year anyway not the right times but there's only so many times you can do that like you say Sinead like you can't keep delaying stuff and when it comes to films and uh the like the sponsorship they deals that they do you you know there's a window for those to happen so at the moment in mcdonald's you've got um minions and sky in the uk are advertising that for their broadband service because the film should have been out this summer yeah so and and what are they going to do they've got to run a promotion so you know they've they've got to do stuff and the same with toys you know that these studios when they're like doing toy deals they know that there is limited time that they can be on the shelf before the next thing comes out so it's 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 not just a movie release date it's all the stuff that ties into it as well look at shop disney this week releasing all the black widow stuff just to annoy craig this one's for you craig (laughs) Uh, but yeah they released all of that stuff and that that film's coming out god knows when and the key yeah no release the key um yeah well i just i just hope that things can return to normal so that we can all go to our local imax and watch willie's wonderland yes i hope (laughs) it's all we can really ask for after 2020 i mean who doesn't want to see eight animatronic characters come to life and try and kill nicholas cage oh hang on so basically they couldn't afford the right to find out freddy's yeah Yep. Brilliant. Okay. We already got banana splits last year. What more do we need? Well, Willy's Wonderland. Well, it didn't have Nicolas Cage in it for a start. So, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Right. Was there any other news that we wanted to talk about? I'll tell you that silence is no. So, P-dubs. Yep. Please take us on a journey. So, yep. Our last trip through City Walk. Um, this, This will complete it after what? four, five shows, I think. Um, so we ended up at Margaritaville last time. So we're going to take a wander along the, the top section of City Walk and then out over to the other side towards the theme parks because um, there's not loads. So we're going to start with Antojito's Authentic Mexican Food. Um, it says, the best made from scratch Mexican street fair in an authentic environment. What does that mean? God knows. What does that mean? All An I, authentic environment. What all is I can, all I can think shouting of, at people. <laughs> yeah, all I can think of as as long as it's good for Taco Tuesday, I'm happy. Ah. I've eaten here actually, and I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it was probably about ten years ago now, but um, we we're both fans of, of Mexican food. I think we're on the way out of Universal. We're just in. It was in the middle of the afternoon and we were a bit peckish, so we just stopped in there. There's never it's never busy in there. Um when I've walked past it. It's kind of tucked away in the corner. Mm. And it always looks massive. It kind yeah. of looms over you from up there. Yeah, it does, but it's also like never busy and it's tucked away. It's such a weird spot for a, a restaurant. But yeah, I, we, we really enjoyed the food in there actually. I do really like Mexican food, but I've never I've never thought about eating in there. I think it's because like it is a little bit off the beaten track. It's yeah. on that kind of end bit, but away from everything. Mm. So I unless think... you go up that first first bit, you walk all the way along that top bit, 
you're not going to turn left to go up there, are you? If you don't see it, you don't see it. My, my mm. problem is I usually walk out of Universal that side because I will go to, I tend to go to Universal Studios first and then exit from Islands. That is the last thing I do, especially now that Hogwarts Express exists. I tend to just travel between the parks. So if you're coming out of Islands, you're probably not even going to see it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But it's another one to go on the list, I think, for me, because I do like some, some Mexican food. So I will give that a go at some point. So we cross over um, to the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, iconic hot dog creations from our nation's most famous ballparks. I've got to be honest, this never, even, even when it would have been appropriate for me, it never appealed to me. I've never even no. heard of this place. Yeah, it's, it's uh, quite new. Was it? Was it two years ago or three years ago? Yeah, I think so. It's not particularly big. It is. It's on the map. I've I've not seen it. I, I can honestly say I've never never been into that that bit. Um, it's circular, so it looks kind of like a, like a smaller version of Mel's Diner. Um, hmm. but it's like counter service. From what I can work out it's not a proper sit-down restaurant right. or anything it's it's takeaway i think yeah i was gonna say i think you eat on tables outside yeah so moving on now we get to like the the bars and and clubs along this section so the first one we come to is the groove orlando's hottest dance floor features three feet themed lounges sounds like something i used to find in my local town center <laughs> <laughs> 70s, 80s, and 90s music. I mean, I would go. Based on that description, I would go. But I've never, I've never gone clubbing whilst uh, being at Universal. No, I've, like the the thought of going into a club in that like Florida heat just drains me. <laughs> yeah, but nice and air conditioned. I was going to do it this year. Actually, it was going to be the year because it was just going to be. Dan and myself, and we were staying at Universal, so we were going to hit Halloween Horror Nights and then go clubbing afterwards. But alas, it was not meant to be. Yeah, Universal aren't ready for my club skills, mate. <laughs> as long as they've got bubblegum gin, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, actually, it was marshmallow. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So next one, and this is one we kind of talked about a little bit on the last show, um, where Nick stopped off to get his drink. Oh, uh, yeah. Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays. Let me tell you about Fat Tuesdays. Um, if you want an alcoholic cocktail, it's bloody good. They've got loads of um, slushy machines that are just full of booze. It's wonderful. The problem you've got is, and what I didn't realise, is that you can't leave City Walk with one. So my plan, do you want to hear the, do you want to hear the world's saddest story? It was the last night we were at Halloween Horror Nights. Everyone went home except me. Like you were tired, Craig was yeah. tired, Stuart was tired. We never saw Boston again after the Friday. No, we'd been to Galaxy's Edge that day. Yes. Oh yeah, look, uh, look don't you it was a long day. But I wasn't ready to go home. So 
you guys all went off and I was like, I just wanted to hang around, just hang around uh, Halloween Horror Nights by myself. And I thought... You were going to watch the show, weren't you? I did, yep. Yeah, I did watch the show and my camera failed. That was great. Um, so my, I filmed about six minutes of it and then and it died. It's brilliant. And uh, so I thought, well, it's quite a long walk back, isn't it, from City Walk? It's about 20 minutes, wasn't it, to um, Aventura, yeah. I'd say. So I thought it was a hot night. I'm going to get myself a drink and I'm going to go home. And got my drink, lovely, and then started to walk out and security's like, whoa, where are you going with that? I was like, uh, to my hotel. And he's like, no, you can't go with that. You've got to stand there and drink it. So I had to drink this really cold alcoholic slushy as quickly as I could. But it was very nice. We had nice chats while I was doing. <laughs> but so look, I, go I there. need to go here. I think. I mean, it, that uh, sounds like it's right down, like up my alley, down my street. The, the whatever problem was, they had. I want to say they had about fifteen or twenty like drinks you could have, and I could not decide what to have. So I couldn't what even tell you, you what I had in the end. I can't. Oh, no. I think it was like a tropical breeze or something. They've all, they've all got funky names, you know. Like this is this is a chain. I, I remember like having a drink at Fat Tuesdays in Vegas. That was years ago, mind you. Um, but yeah, but they are good. They are strong, and they are bloody cold, which is perfect for Florida heat. And I don't think it was that expensive. I want to say it was about maybe eight or 12 i think i might have like doubled the alcohol or something so it might have been 12 dollars or something was, I, I didn't think it was that expensive for what it was like if you if you think about what i'd pay for a cocktail in england and this was like an alcoholic slush i, I, I was fine with it you know what's happening next time uh, there's a there's a meetup at universal we're going clubbing afterwards Whilst getting some drinks at Fat Tuesdays. Well, you say that the next stop was somewhere that we considered last year if Halloween Horror Nights hadn't been open the first night we were going, and that is City Walk's Rising Star. Can I can I just say like that 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 might have been an idea that was considered. This guy didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have got away with it. No. I would so, I would have been outvoted, mind you. Yeah. So basically, it's a karaoke bar, but with a live band. Oh, I mean, I have to be pretty drunk to do karaoke, but that's not an issue when I'm on holiday. No, I think it was mine and Craig's idea. It was just something different that we hadn't done before for that opening night. And then the Universal changed their mind and gave us an extra night of Halloween Horror Nights. Yep. So we, um, we ended up scrapping that. Um, so moving on, we then get to Pat O'Brien's Orlando, a replica of the famed New Orleans watering hole. I know absolutely nothing about that. Um, I, I don't, I can't even picture it in my head. No, I can't either. So I'm I sure someone to... will shout at us while they're listening to this. I have, I have to say, like, there's pretty much any every drinking place in Disney Springs I've been to, but I need to spend more time at the Universal bars and, and, and clubs next time I'm over there, I think. We we did try the one at the Aventura. Yeah, the bar at the Aventura was amazing. 
Well, I mean, I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was loud. Yeah, which suggests that we are old people. But, <laughs> we sat in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the view. But I quite liked it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It's, it that sort of weather. It it was lovely to be able to sit outside and and have a drink like that. Yeah, I know Craig detested it. <laughs> Couldn't get out. Yeah, well, they weren't up. playing the Beatles, were they? No, they're not playing the Beatles. He's not interested. And to be fair, we did look kind of out of place. Us yeah, in speak, our t-shirts speak and shorts. Speak yourself. Speak yourself. <laughs> Everybody coming in in lounge suits and. Um. So next we have, and this one's pretty much says what it does. It does what it says on the tin. Um. Bob Marley, a tribute to freedom, live, live music, and authentic Jamaican and Caribbean cuisine. There's not really much more you can say to that, is there, really? I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't mind Bob Marley. I'm not sure I could listen to his greatest hits what, for an hour and a half while I'm having dinner. No. No, it's not. I can't say it's somewhere that I would... That's I like, not going on the list. I like Caribbean food as well, but it, yeah. It, it kind of... I don't know why, but I'm kind of getting like Cuban Bongo's Cafe vibes from it and... The food yeah. there was incredible, but my God, it was just so intensely loud from the yeah. live performance that I couldn't even hear my, like, my family talk. Yeah. Um, one we've, we've mentioned briefly before because we weren't sure where it was, and that's the, the cowfish. Experience burgushi, a cutting-edge fusion of burger and sushi. Not been there. I know lots of people rave about it. Anybody got paid to come up with the term bagushi, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of love. It is, I mean, a, yeah, it's a strange one. It's definitely intriguing. Yeah, I bet <laughs> Nick could do half and half. Um, so yeah, the last one on this side, um, the Red Coconut Club. Orlando's premier nightclub where tropical meets trendy. Ooh. I'm out. I'm completely out. This sounds like well, somewhere I'd be able to order a marshmallow gin. True. Yeah, I would have thought so. Two umbrellas, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, that's not really my, my scene. I think I've got past that age now. No, we'll, we'll stick to the karaoke with you. Yeah, I think, I think the karaoke is more my... Uh, my level. Excuse me, enough drink and we'll get you both in this club. <laughs> um, so that's that side done. So we cross over to the theme park side and we've got four more ven- venues over there. So we'll start with the one that we talked about earlier uh, where Ryan gets his milkshake. That's the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savoury Feast Kitchen. Extraordinary foodstuffs await you at this full service restaurant, bar and confectionery. Yeah, I think I mean, we've talked about it quite a lot, haven't we? I prefer the, the NBA experience. The, the chocolates are really good, but I haven't been to the restaurant. Um, but the yeah, the little chocolate chocolates you can get. I had a, I think a cappuccino one and a key lime one last year. They're quite expensive. You know, like two dollars fifty, three dollars for a little truffle or whatever. But they were really good, and and I've not had a bad milkshake in there. A lot of the food has chocolate in it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like there's chocolate pasta and stuff. There's only sure. one food that you should put chocolate in. 
and that's chili con carne. That's true. <laughs> that's never done it. Than, than putting it in pasta. No, no, like some dark chocolate in sort of chili con carne mix is like really good. Works really well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I've not I've not been there. I I did miss when it what was it what did it used to be called NBA City or something? Yeah, and they had those basketball courts outside, but it was always dead. Yeah, and then Disney thought, let's let's do something similar. But well, they've they've closed down. So we should really get them in. They must be really successful to close down their <laughs> restaurant. We should get them in for big budgets over here. Go Lakers. Um, yes, definitely go Lakers. Has anyone been to Hard Rock Live? No. No. Now, I got quite excited last year because Adam Ant was meant to be playing while we were there. Oh, absolutely classic. He was. And he cancelled. Oh, Oh, did he did he did he delay it to like a couple? Yeah, of, yeah, because I know somebody went. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've they've had some. They you normally get Kevin Smith there. Yeah, they he were advertising Kevin Smith while we were there. They were doing Babylon, weren't they? Yeah. Um. Back when they were allowed to do shows like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know he's been there a few times. I I was going to go to a gig there once, and um. I think the gig we wanted to go to was like two days before we got there or something stupid like that. So I've not been, but I just wonder what it was like as a venue. Yeah, no, not been in. We we walked past a couple of times, but I didn't really take a huge, huge amount of notice last year. And then, of course, next door is the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm. Everybody knows that. It's I've eaten worldwide. there once. I've only ever eaten in the one at Hollywood. I've never eaten at this one. The one in Hollywood's been replaced by Tootsum. Huh. <laughs> so. What if it's the same group? I've eaten there last uh, couple of trips, actually. It's, I mean, it's you know exactly what you're going to get from it. Yeah, I think it's a bit pricey. It, it, I agree, actually. When Donna and I went for our honeymoon, I mean, granted, it was one of the only meals that we actually paid for because we were on the Disney dining plan, but... I thought for what we had, it was a bit expensive. Yeah. I've been to the one in London a few times, but I've only been to that one once. Um, the new but, one in London is fantastic, actually. Well, you know what? I've not been to London. Well, I must have been to London since it, it reopened, but I've not been up to Piccadilly. It was last year, wasn't it, it opened? Yeah, last summer or last September. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does look... I've seen it. It does look good. Um it was nice. Actually, we went there because we, we made a bit of a universal uh, day of it. It was to go to the press launch of Hagrid's. Um, before we went to that, we went to the Hard Rock, which had just opened. Uh, it must have opened a bit earlier than I thought then. But um, yeah, it's because the, the proper Hard Rock, the original Hard Rock, is not... It's a bit out of the way, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah we went to every hard rock um in london that day because dan i've never seen someone own as many hard rock pins as he has funny in it my um my sister-in-law's dad is the same it's it's crazy he gets like, them from all over the world yeah. yeah well there you go um yeah anything else about hard rock 
No, uh, I've I've not been in the in the cafe there. Um, I do enjoy it. Um, first time I went in the one in Hollywood, uh, I hadn't been. I'd only been to the US once for like three days previous to that, so I wasn't completely au fait with meal sizes. So I ordered a starter, a main, sides, and a dessert, and then went to Halloween Horror Nights. Jeez. And I thought, I'm going to hurl over someone if they scare me too much. Waddled. Waddled over to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesus. yeah, that's the abiding memory I have of that hard rock over in Hollywood. Um, and we come to our final stop. Um, slightly inside the theme park, um, in one of the sound stages, and that's the Blue Man Group. Yeah. Now, Nick, I know you've been. I've been to the Blue Man Group, yeah. Um, I would like to have gone to it when it was Nickelodeon. That must have been quite fun. I know uh, my wife went to see something recorded there. What did she see? Was it Guts? Might have been Guts. She's asleep. I can't ask her. Um, but does anyone remember that? Nickelodeon Guts? Yeah. Oh, man. I'd love that aggro Greg Craig trophy. Always looked like fun. Um, but yeah, once once Nickelodeon moved out, um, did, they, did they move to Hollywood? Did they yeah. She goes in Hollywood. Um, because it used Nickelodeon was a huge thing in Florida, wasn't that? They had the hotel there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is just a regular hotel now, isn't it? They've taken all the Nickelodeon stuff away. Um, but uh, yeah, Blue Man Group, I was a massive fan. So this this was my first time going to America. Um, it was our first kind of like big trip like that, and we went to see because we you know we we didn't we just thought it's gonna be a one and done. Um, so we went to see Cirque du Soleil and Blue Man Group on the same trip. And uh, my wife really wanted to go and see um, Cirque du Soleil. I really want to see Blue Man Group. And I much prefer Blue Man Group. I thought it was a much better show. Um, I've seen it in New York and it was amazing. Yeah. The, so I think the Florida one was very similar to the the regular Blue Man Group show. But they've changed it since then they only only like tweaked a few bits but they added a few like kind of exclusive bits to that particular show and what's interesting with that is that obviously once Nicolay moved out and they moved in is they converted it for their use so normally when you go and see blue man group they're they're obviously having to do their thing in whatever venue size they've got so they have to do things accordingly but this was a purpose-built theater um yeah, I loved it. I, I always recommend it. And I'm shocked that so few people that I know have ever seen it or ever wanted to. It's so much more fun than the Cirque Soleil show, I think. And we ended up, I, we bought um, we bought a drumstick from them. So after the shows, they sell the stuff that they've actually done because they, you know, there's some live art involved in it as well. And we got um, some shattered uh blue covered drumsticks so you can do that as well um but yeah normally they do quite good ticket deals deals for us as well in the uk normally get some quite cheap ticket if you're buying your universal theme park tickets they normally offer that as an add-on for not much money and it's definitely worth it good to know yeah and that's it that's city walk Wow, it's only taken 12 weeks 
and uh, I can't wait for the next three years worth of shows where we talk about uh, walking around Universal. That's the next stage, right? Well, I think we can do the hotels next. Ooh. We can do the, the bars and restaurants and look at the menus and things, I think might Hello. be a, the next step. Very good. Well, there you go. That's that's to come on a future episode. Um, so, P-Dubs, thank you very much for putting that all together. Okay. Um, it's, it's good fun. And I think the one thing that I'm definitely going to take away is that I need to go and pay more attention to some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. it's quite embarrassing, really. The stuff that I haven't done, but there you go. Um, anything else from anyone else? No, nope, no, fine. Well, in that case, thank you all for joining me. Um, thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode. If you haven't done so, um, subscribe, give us a review. Good or bad, we don't mind. It all helps. Uh, preferably good, though. And uh, we're back for another episode in November. So stay safe. Cheerio. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>